Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Wow, what a barn burner we had last night. No, defensive battle is what they call it. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. 12-10 the score <laughs> last night between the Bears and the Vikings. And listen, Bears defense is the headline here. They forced Josh Dobbs and the Vikings offense into four turnovers. A lot of deflections on those four, four interceptions, Perloff. But That's a generous read, by the way, <laughs> saying that's the Bears defense. Well, How do you know? It's hard to tell. Was it incompetent offense on both sides or great defense on both sides? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is the answer. Yes. But, you know, to me, the really bigger takeaway from this, and I know that the Bears won the game, they moved to four and eight. But to me, really, is this audition for Justin Fields, I think, is probably over. And not probably, it's over. And unfortunately for him, he has definitely made strides here, right? Like the pass to DJ Moore at the end of the game, you see those kind of flashes. There's moments where he's escaping the pocket last night, a design run that was really nice, and a gotta-have-it third down. You know, there are these moments where Justin Fields looks really great. I just don't think there are enough of those moments strung together where the brass for the Chicago Bears, if they have that number one pick from the Carolina Panthers or two or three or four, is going to say Justin Fields has done enough to win this job where we pick up the fifth-year option, where we now are going to have to start thinking about paying this guy. I just don't see a world where that happens. So, unfortunately for Fields, I'm not saying that he's his career in the NFL is over. I think his career with the Bears is over. Yeah, I disagree with one aspect of that. I think he's not played well enough to keep the job if the Bears have one or two. But if they have three or four, then it's a completely different conversation. You're saying they're going to give up on Justin Fields, who has at least a, some cost containment next year. 20, what is it? It's in the the fifth-year option's about 20, I think right. around $20 million. For the for Bears, they have, they have no one else. Look at the Bears roster. They have no one else to spend that money on. So they might as well give him that. You're telling me they're going to give up on Justin Fields for the fourth quarterback in the draft? That is a little, that's a much different conversation. Definitely not good enough to keep the job over a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. I agree with you there, but at a certain point, this is a formula for the Bears. They have to see where that Panthers pick lands. And the only, the only thing, the most significant thing that happened to the Bears yesterday was not that win. Was, was the Panthers firing Frank Reich. I know. What if they get an interim bump and the Bears don't yes. end up? This fantasy of them having the one pick and the six pick or whatever is definitely not going to happen because they're winning too many games. They're pushing their own pick back. So I, I'm not 100% giving up on Justin Fields. In that scenario, if they fall, if the Panthers pick, which the Bears have, falls to four, you're yeah. so sure that the fourth pick is better than Justin Fields. I think that I'm, go I'm playing the process here. And the process is this is what – 
GMs will do. This is the lie they will tell themselves. And again, this is a new GM that did not select Justin Fields in the draft. They will tell themselves, we're not going to be picking this high again if we get the quarterback right. And I think this is a deep enough quarterback draft. I'm not going to tell you that a guy coming out of college right now is better than Justin Fields right now, but nor should they be. Fields has got a three-year start. But the thing is, a head start. But the thing is, is you got to play the process, which is this is a Bears team that can afford to start over with a rookie that could have a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. And, you know, this is one thing that Troy Aikman said last night. By the way, Troy was on one. Was he, like, taking edible before oh, yeah. the game? Why were they giggling so much? I don't They're I don't just know. having a good time. <laughs> Two friends watching football. Sure. That's what I – And, right. by the way, that was the best part of the night, in this <laughs> terrible game, with how relaxed and funny Joe and Troy were. Oh, my gosh. I, at one point, I was like, are they high? But, anyway, I don't think they are. But, anyway, I, I think that what he's saying is, at some point in the NFL, you are going to have to stand in the pocket and make a throw to win games and to win games at a high level. And we're three years into Justin Fields, and that happens like twice a game. Well, it ha- actually happened last night, ironically. That one pass to yeah. DJ Moore. The so, one pass. Uh, he actually when, when did Minnesota what you describing. When decided to play back and basically play this soft defense after they had just been harassing Fields all night. Yeah, I mean, what really killed Fields last night was two fumbles. That's a bad sign. But it, the, they kind of saved his running till the last drive, and yep. he was effective there. He doesn't have a head start on much of a head start on Michael Penix or Bo Nix. Those guys were all came up to around the same time. They're probably at Elite 11 together. Fields is 24, and these older quarterbacks, you're not looking. I'm in a head start of the NFL. I know what you're saying, yeah. but I'm saying the, the third or fourth quarterback is not such a no-brainer over Justin Fields. Yes, Caleb Williams and probably Drake May are. But if you... You know, if you get the third quarterback in a class, that could be Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Like, you never know. Okay. I just think that there is going to be at least a case for Justin Fields if they don't have the number one pick. Okay. And I think you and I disagree on that. Well, that's where we definitely disagree. I think they are 100% taking a quarterback, starting over with a different head coach. I would not do the Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley thing. Don't do that, Bears. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. But I think, are we, have we seen a, is there a ceiling here with Justin Fields or? I, I, are we approaching the ceiling where if you, if it is the third pick or the fourth pick, I'm looking at Jaden Daniels and thinking, man, could that ceiling be much, much higher or something like that? Yeah. I, I think if you're an NFL coach, it might be more complicated than that because you're going to pick apart the prospect. Caleb Williams, forget it. It's over. If the Caleb Williams is there and the bears don't take him, I think there'd be a revolt in Chicago. There might be, but you know, there is like a little bit of a controversy, not controversy, but there, there is a question brewing about Caleb Williams versus Drake may. I mean, listen, in terms of win losses, both of their teams have not been excellent this year, right? USC was a disappointment in terms of win losses. North Carolina is, you know, not a great team. What I think both of five losses this year, right? So before four or five losses, but there is like a little bit of a could yeah. Drake may jump Caleb Williams here. I I don't see it right now, but that's out there. It's out there for people who need uh, people to click on their mock drafts. <laughs> is that I what that doubt, is? I I have no idea, but I doubt Guilty. it's out there in NFL circles. Maybe I'm that. sure because Drake May is a North Carolina quarterback. That's a death spot. You know, that's Trubisky. Yeah, because the USC QBs have been killing it lately. Well, at least Come there's on. been some success. I mean, at least Carson Palmer was good. <laughs> it was in the year 2003. <laughs> well, I mean, Caleb Williams doesn't really fit. He's technically a USC quarterback, but he doesn't fit into that mold. A- anyway, I- I'd be shocked. I'm so flabbergasted when I open a mock draft and it has Drake May 1 
and Caleb Williams too. And if I'm a team at two, I would be so happy. Well, either way, to me, the Bears, whether it's the number one pick from Carolina, two, three, four, say the Panthers do get a new coach bump here and they rattle off a couple games, I still think they are starting over with a quarterback. I just You have not seen enough from Fields, and we're now two and a half seasons through this thing. I know he had a thumb injury. They kept him out for four games. I'm not saying this is fair. I'm not saying it's right. Clearly, the Bears organization has had some issues. They had to fire the defensive coordinator earlier in the season. Matt Eberflus, you know, great defensive guy, but is he a head coach in the NFL? No. So it's not like it's been so easy for Fields, but at the same time, I think there is like a you know it when you see it. And unless he ends up being like a late bloomer somewhere else and someone really puts the whole thing and makes it all about him like the Ravens did with uh, with Lamar Jackson a couple years ago, I just don't see it for fields. So I think they're going to start over. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you got to have the Panthers lose these games. The Panthers have a lot of Falcons on their schedule coming up. They they can easily (laughs) find a way to win. Every (laughs) week. But again, big win last night. Sure. 12 to 10. And the Josh Dobbs, unfortunately. Listen, some of those picks, not his fault. You had... Jalen Johnson might be like, is he the best corner in the league? He was amazing, super disruptive. Got to stop dropping those pick sixes, though. Troy's jumping all over him. Yeah, Troy is not, is not a fan, but he's a fan, but not of him not being able to run back the pick sixes. But the Bears' defense was swarming, and I think Dobbs is going to hang on to the job, but clearly, like, you know, there's a yeah. reason why he's not a starter in the league. He was throwing into traffic, and it really hurt him. Well, there's two things to defend Josh Dobbs. He's only been there a few weeks. It's not like he has that offense mastered. I sure. know we, we called him a rocket scientist. Second of all, the line had was awful last night. Yes, How much time did Josh Dobbs have? Do you think Nick Mullins is going to have a better chance there, or Jaron Hall, or no. whoever they throw? They really had a trouble blocking the Bears yesterday. I was surprised how much pressure Dobbs was on. And maybe if Justin Jefferson's in that game, I mean, maybe it looks a lot better to have oh, Addison yeah. and Jefferson. Oh, I mean, Addison's God. been excellent this yeah, season. Yeah, except when he ran out of bounds on that long pass. <laughs> it was which an amazing I don't, pass, and he was out of bounds by four feet. But it, because Josh Dobbs threw it, considered, thought there'd be a defender there, and Addison just, if he had just kept his feet in bounds, whatever. I'm not even going to start. Because I defend Josh Dobbs. I thought a lot of that was on the whole team and not him. Eight five five two one two four CBS. EJ, you're shaking your head. I think the one. I think Josh Dobbs deserves the blame for that throw to Jordan Addison. I mean, give me a break. You gotta oh yeah, but you got to give him. You got to give him a, give <laughs> yeah, him a chance to the ball. But you got to if you're Jordan Addison, you got to give your quarterback. What, what was he doing? He just sort of did a pirouette. You got to know where the sideline right, is. The, That's a number one job of a wide receiver. Right, but the ball was out of bounds. It's yeah, like, but he could have kept his feet in and at least tried to make he, a play. I don't know if he, he could have. I think it was pretty far out. I mean, it was, that ball was in the white. Like that yeah. was not like oh it was you know so, but it's not it, a toe drag yeah, situation. I love the astronaut, but like come on, you gotta uh, make get that ball, it, it, give him a chance. At least he could have tried to make a play. I mean, and he, honestly, he actually could have made a play if he tried. was tried. To me, that's on Dobbs. Like I mean, like the, you, the, the corner falls down. I know he threw it anticipating maybe there would be some guys over there, but even if the corner yeah. was there, I still think the corner that's was that's an impossible catch. The corner was upright when he threw it. He had no idea that the guy was going to be wide open. He was still on him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, Troy Aikman said the same thing. That, that's partly on the – whatever the receiver does a pirouette and doesn't and can't have any idea where he is, that's a bad sign. I think he, no? might, have, I think he might have lost the ball in the light, too. I do think that – that, that definitely could have happened. Yes. I, I do think that Justin Fields I, – I don't know if it's completely done 
only because you do have these top picks. And if you're in a situation, as Pro also mentioning, where you don't have a number one pick, the idea that you could maybe get two premier offensive players in this draft for a Bears team that doesn't have a lot. I know Fields wasn't fantastic, but he did have some good moments. We do see his ability to run the football. Right. I don't know if you get him a Marvin Harrison Jr. and another premier offensive lineman. Oh, like, does, yeah. that, does that not look like a pretty decent offense? I'd like to see what he could do with something like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'll tell you, the, the, listen, Marvin Harrison Jr., There's, I feel like there's never been more pressure on a wide receiver no. coming into the league to save, the, save a bad quarterback or save a mediocre quarterback. It's like, oh, we got a mediocre quarterback? It's fine. We'll just give him Marvin Harrison, and now he's going to turn into Joe Montana. Ooh, I, I think you're even saying that you're underestimating Marvin Harrison. Oh, in I fact, love Marvin Harrison. He's amazing. But again, I, like you're think, asking a lot here for him to bring the Bears offense up to relevance. <laughs> I actually think Marvin Harrison is going to make a play for that number two pick over Drake May. I, I think he is. There has not. I've not seen maybe Calvin Johnson. That's the best. Wide That's receiver. what I was thinking, too. Yeah, I, I think he is definitely a quarterback fixer. He's an everything fixer. If Chicago, you give that, how you don't even need to be accurate. Kyle McCord throws it yeah. five feet behind him. He's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think there is definitely an argument. And I think Arizona is going to have the same issue, right? They're going to be high in the draft. Do they start over with Kyler Murray or do they try? Well, the they ba- already they're... paid Murray. So I think yeah, it makes it but, a little bit tougher. But they, they can get out in a year or two. So it's interesting. These bad teams are going to have interesting decisions. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think if they're the number three pick, they take another quarterback. So, Cousin Eddie's in the chat. You want to come on in? YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. He says move down, still get a new quarterback, as well as Harrison Jr. I know. I have a friend who's a Patriots fan who gave me a long lecture. We're going to get Jaden Daniels at 27, and then we're going to get the (laughs) wide receiver up high. Because that's how the draft works with quarterbacks. We don't push these guys up to the top of the pile at all. Yeah, a lot of people are eyeing those. Oh, we're going to get somebody amazing at 24 because that always works out. 855-212-4CBS. But listen, there are a lot. This is a deep draft, right? It is, but we always, always say that, too. And then I, I think a lot of these quarterback prospects, I'm starting to realize that maybe we overhyped this class. Well, what we do, though, is this is this is what this is how Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins and these guys get picked so high up in the first round is because a team says, well, if I take them at 30, why don't I take them at six? And that's like, if I'm just going to use a first round pick on them, but it's later in the first round, well, I might as well go and just get them at six. Because, honestly, like the money's not going to be that much right. different. This is a little bit of a weird class because the guys are so old, though. Yeah. I mean, some of them are entering the draft and nearing retirement simultaneously. <laughs> it's so an I think, AARP. So uh, Michael Penix and a Bo Nix are much different prospects. And I think teams are going to – I think right now we're hyping them up. They're great college players. I wouldn't be surprised if the older guys fell. 855-212-4CBS. Jeff is in Minnesota Oh, Jeff, I have to imagine you are sick about the game last night. Good morning. Well, good morning, Maggie. I tell you what, it was brutal. Yeah. It was absolutely Hard to watch. brutal. And I think it came down to one thing. One thing. Discipline. Which team is more disciplined? And I tell you what, when you have the Minnesota Vikings scoring a touchdown and performing a halftime show, that needs discipline. O'Connell needs to get that team disciplined. And who won that game last night was the team with the more discipline, and it was the Chicago Bears. We need to get back on track. Get these guys disciplined. Stop. You're talking about, are you talking, so 
only committed four penalties in this game to the Bears' seven. When you're talking about discipline, you're talking about the post the post touchdown celebration, or yeah, you're just talking like about it. how they ran how how they were terrible yeah. on third down. Yeah, they need to get disciplined. You know, Bud Grant, Tom Landry, them coaches are gone. Yeah, O'Connell needs to get that team back on track. Stop early celebrating. And stop acting like a circus. Oh, you think that they're they're unfocused, Jeff? I think is That's what you're it. getting at. Yeah. Let's get back to the basics, man. Yeah, Jeff, I, I'm with you. Listen, I, I'm not about the celebrations. I actually think that it goes the other way. I think you see coaches now want the team celebrating in this big kind of way, celebrating together. They don't mind the choreographed dances and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I was curious, what was that about the halftime show? What Did somebody perform at halftime? <laughs> no, I think he's, he's saying, saying they put after, on they, after they scored the touchdown, it was like a really big... Because yeah. Detroit had Jack Harlow, and that was not well-received because he had such a <laughs> terrible set uh, <laughs> during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So I, and Minnesota's got all sorts of music options, and I'd like to... There was a neat halftime show. That would have been the most entertaining part of last night's game. <laughs> I think there was some BMX bikers. Anyway, oh. they were two for nine on third down. We don't mean to kid, Jeff. We can tell that you're frustrated. But you know, two for nine on third down, I think, was – and the four turnovers were the difference in this game, clearly, because the Minnesota defense played very well against Chicago. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that Jeff is pointing out, too. Kevin O'Connell, just the way he looks – is the opposite of Bud Grant and those old school or Marv Levy. It's he's, pretty boy. He's a pretty boy who's yeah. very smiley. So I sometimes <laughs> have some cognitive dissonance. Is this a tough guy coach? Can he have a – he does have a great defense because of Brian Flores, a really good defense. But I don't know, is he head coaching material? Because you look at him, you're like, oh, that's a quarterback coach. That's not a head coach. Although uh, I think he has done a very good job. But you know what I'm saying? Surface-wise, he doesn't look like your old school coach. No, but you don't want to judge a book by its cover either. I, I know, you know? I, I, I don't, but I think that's what I think there is if the Vikings play sloppy, there's gonna be people who wonder, oh, is this guy tough enough on his team? Well because but, of the way he looks. Okay, but like, you know, aren't we old enough to remember last year when the Vikings were pulling out all these one score wins and we're like, what a what what a tough team, what a mentally tough mm. team, what a team that's able to perform. I mean, that turned out to be a little bit more maybe luck than uh than skill. Yeah, I don't remember anyone saying Tough team. Everyone say, "Oh my God, that was the luckiest win ever." I, I don't. Well, they think... had that big comeback against Indianapolis last year. Right, right. I, but I don't think people were saying, "Oh, Kevin O'Connell is so mentally tough." I think it's the pretty boy thing, and I, I love Kevin O'Connell. I think he's. I've met him a couple times. Very nice man, and he seems to be a really good coach. I think Flores was a great hire if that was his decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, you know what I'm talking about. He just doesn't look like he's going to chew the team out well, after the who game. Who does anymore? Bill Belichick. Well, uh, but Belichick's on the hot seat. <laughs> so you're saying the McVeigh? Well, Shanahan's a new new age coach, and he chews out everybody apparently. I, yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's your personality, and you also have to read the personality of your team, right? Like, does it help to chew this person out right now? Is it going to help Kevin O'Connell to say stop the touchdown celebrations? Yeah. I don't know. No. I don't think that was the difference. I think. The Chicago Bears defense, Minnesota had no answers. And the Josh Dobbs four interceptions, I mean, the fact that you were actually in this game after you turned the ball over four times is a minor miracle. Well, the Bears had yeah, some the turnovers Bears too. And all, well, they also only scored three points off of those turnovers. Like, this is wild. Yeah, that was if that was a Sunday game, we definitely wouldn't be talking about it because this looked like two basement teams. But the funny thing is the Vikings are still a great chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, they are. Six and six and definitely in the hunt. Eight five five two one two four CBS. EJ, I think poll question. Justin Fields future in Chicago. I think it's over. 
I think a better question is if the Bears have the number three pick, do they take a quarterback next year? I mean, because Caleb Williams to me is too strong an option, too strong a lure. It makes it unfair to Justin Fields. Where I think you think they, I like your reasoning because of the financials and the salary cap start over. I think that's very good. That has mostly convinced me. But I still think that they're going to look at Justin Fields and say, man, will we draft that guy number three in this year's draft? Probably. There was a great conversation that Troy and Joe had last night about Justin Fields. They're talking about his future and how this is an audition for him and all of that. And they're like, you know, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have a big decision to make. And then they take a beat and like, and they've got a decision to make on Eberflus, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves here that Matt Eberflus is going to be making this decision. And He's a great defensive mind, though. I like him as my defensive coordinator. And Ryan Poles is still trying to get out from underneath that Chase Claypool trade that was going down as one of the worst trades. Second-round pick for a wide receiver who did not try at all. They had to get rid of. So... It's not an ideal franchise. That's the other thing. Do you have faith in the GM either? I think he's got a lot to prove. Maybe the Montez Sweat trade is a good one. I mean, he came up with a huge, yeah, couple of huge stops on third down last night. Oh, he looks great. So you're right. But it's, <laughs> again, last night, both teams, if you'd asked me watching that game and not knowing what the records were, I'm like, oh, these are two of the worst teams in the league. Well, you're not so far. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, a lot more to do. Want to hear from you about Justin Fields. Again, you're welcome to call in. Come hang with us in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. One NFL team, the hottest in the NFL, but is it fool's gold? We'll tell you that in just a minute. Do not move. And good morning or good evening, wherever you are. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Back on Maggie and Perloff. So last night's Bears-Vikings game felt like an audition for Justin Fields. Maggie thinks he failed the audition. Not in fail is a strong word to say. He's like a he's like a C plus. I felt like he hung in there enough to give the Bears options if they don't have the number one or number two pick. But you yeah, think because no. of the way the salary cap works that they're going to have to jump on a quarterback at three. But I'll paint the scenario: if number one is Caleb Williams, number two is Drake May, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Marzer, Maserati Marv is yeah. sitting there. Yeah, now that, everyone's coming around to the Maserati yeah, Marv no, I'm nickname. In. I'm all in. Before that, you guys were like, "Oh, what a terrible nickname from, from uh, Gus." It's the most entertaining part of an <laughs> Ohio State game right now. <laughs> I think that they're at least going to think now. Justin Fields has a massive fumble problem. I think the Bears might say that's correctable. He's got a good arm. He's incredibly fast. Yep. We have one more year of cost certainty before we have to re-sign him. Then you could franchise tag him as well. You, not ideal. I do think there is at least more to be determined about that where you think it's done. And I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it. I mean, especially because I think that the Bears are going to have a new coach. I think well, they- yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. and that's a big deal. And I think it's going to be a new coach. It's going to be a start-over situation. And then let's also be honest. I mean, Carolina, you're going to get a a bump here, for a new coach bump, presumably, because that's how it always works with Antonio Pierce and stuff like that. It's worked that way. But what are we talking about here? One win? The coaches could come in and say, the new coaches could come in and tell the owner, I'm going to fix Justin Fields. And that could be attractive to the owner as well. Well, then you're just telling somebody what they want to hear. Well, and that's how co- you, that's how a coaching interview goes. <laughs> can you really make good on that? Let's hit the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Charlie is in Vancouver. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? I am really good. It is 3.30 in the morning here, and this is the first time. We catch you guys locally. We get you at noon 
they replay you. Awesome. So for a month and a half or however long you guys have been going, I've been dying during the afternoon wanting to call, wanting to call. <laughs> so I got a few things I got to bring up if it's okay. Yeah, why are you, wait, all, why are you up, Charlie? What's going on? To call the okay, show. I quit my job as an educator. We went okay. on strike, and I was going to go back to work. I'd quit for about six months to be a, a grandpa. My grandson is a year old. Oh, it's my congrats. only chance to watch. Yeah, thank you. It's awesome. And uh, anyway, school went on strike, and I said, okay, I'm on strike, too, then. I'm done. I'm going to be a Lyft driver part-time from graveyard to, from, you know, 10 p.m. till 2 a.m., and I finally made it till 3 a.m., so here I am. <laughs> right. Anyway. Thank you for, so I to co- yeah, thank you for that last cup of coffee. Yeah. You bet. I wanted to com- comment about the red light stop thing. Remember about a month and a half ago, can you go at 3 a.m. if there's nobody around? Ooh. God, I hope so. Because <laughs> I have about 100 tickets, if not. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you true. what, Charlie, I, and we'll let you get through all your points. I, I did this again this morning. I'm sitting there at the red light. I see the thing counting down from 16. Oh, you got to go. Which feels like eternity, and there's nobody for miles, but I waited there like a patsy. What else you got, Charlie? You did not. I did. Oh, I'm a rule follower. I know. (laughs) I tell you what, if I get a bunch of tickets in the mail, I'm going to call you really, really smart, (laughs) not just a rule follower. Hey, uh, let me make a few comments first. Bo Nix. Yes. Okay. uh, I know you guys probably don't see him play as much because it's, again, that time thing. Uh, I watch Caleb Williams play a lot, yeah. and he reminds me of Joe Barry Carroll as a basketball player. We used to call him <laughs> Joe Barry Barely Cares. That's what Caleb looks like in, to me. I mean, he's ex- as talented as they get, but again, you also have to be a leader as a quarterback, and maybe he is. I just wonder in a few years if we're going to be a little bit misled by what he's really done. Because look at the big games that he's played. He was poor against Oregon State last year. And Oregon State was good, but not great. He was poor again this year in a couple of big games. Um, not not that the defense didn't let him down every single game. But, again, I, I think if watching Bo Nix against Oregon State the other night, when he ran at least five times out of, uh, running, I mean, yeah. sprinting away from linebackers and completing passes that looked like they were throwaways that just ended up being 30-yard bombs that were just completed every time. I was going, okay, not just statistically, this guy is good. Yeah. And now can I go back to Brock Purdy? Yeah. You were talking about <laughs> how good is he? I love over. it. Yeah, this is you're okay. basically hitting our whole rundown today, so keep going. <laughs> Okay, Brock Purdy a month ago, you guys were talking about, is he a assistant quarterback? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, is he the Again, MVP? Cool. Right, no, I don't think he's MVP because he's a, he's a million dollars, he's a tremendous processor, and he yeah. might do what San Francisco needs better than anybody can, but... Again, you talk about how great would he be in other systems? Probably not. Um, again, if he had to use his speed a lot and run, he's in trouble. But he processes so quick, yep. and San Francisco has so much talent, and, again, such a great game plan offensively. Uh, it's just a no-brainer. It's just a perfect fit that he would get there. I yep. don't think anybody – and, again, so I wouldn't get another quarterback if you're Frisco. That's right. not what's going to cost you the issues. Mm. Um I wonder what Caleb Williams is going to be if he has a poor offensive line. Because what you see he, right now, and he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but against look at the big games against Again, NFL defenses, stats. Well, yeah, sounds like you know that thing about leadership. We said the same things about Justin Herbert, and he's done pretty well. So yeah, I don't I know I, if that's fair. No, 
I don't know. I, I personally, I didn't say the same same things about Justin Herbert because what I what I'm talking about by leadership is his body language. I saw USC play all but two games this year, and before they were bad. Well, I won't say bad, but you know, before they were almost 500. Now, yeah, uh, his body language just poor the whole time. I'm just sitting on the. Uh, yeah, again, Charlie, it's it's, it's the criticism there for for Caleb Williams for sure. Fantastic call, Charlie. Yes. Thank you for staying up and getting all that stuff in. You're awesome. Don't be a stranger. Uh, and I'm sure that's got to be. Thank you so much. I'm sure that's got to be frustrating if you're listening to us mm. at noon. Yeah, you should, I'll give you my personal number. You I can was going to say, call Perloff. Like, call us. We should. We need a bat phone. We need like a a voicemail line or something for people who are listening to us on the delay can call in with their gripes because that's got to be infuriating to disagree with us and you can't get through to us. I absolutely. I, I feel bad. I'm glad Charlie stayed up. But this but this Caleb Williams has been bad thing. This is insane, right? I mean, in my opinion, look at his stats. He Easily a Heisman candidate. He just gave it to him last year on a bad team. I don't think USC is very good at all. And all he does is sling it around the yard. He's up in completion percentage. His touchdown to interception ratio differential is awesome. He's so forty two touchdowns and five picks last year, thirty and five this year. Yeah. Well, no thirty just, touchdowns and five, five picks. No Jordan Addison. Look I, at his completion percentage. So here's the thing about Caleb though. I don't think anything I think that uh, you know, Charlie wants to talk about well, is Bo Nix maybe, you know, close the gap on Caleb Williams or look at him in the big games. I think the bigger thing that Charlie said is what is going to stick during this pre-draft process, yeah. which is the fair or unfair, leadership, body mm. language, all of that stuff. Like when the going gets tough, is this somebody who is rallying the team or is this somebody who's kind of tuning out? And only the really the people who are in that building are going to know. You know, I, I don't. I think him crying in his mother's arms, like I don't, I don't take him down a peg for that. You saw Michael Penix couldn't even watch the game-winning field goal in the Apple Cup. These guys, it feels like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. So I understand the emotion. My question is, you're probably going to go to a bad team in the NFL, and you're going to lose a lot. So how are you going to deal with losing on the NFL level? Because not every rookie steps into a great situation. I I see that stuff all as window dressing and nonsense. I think Caleb Williams, any guy who can – basically be backpedaling and avoid three rushers and throw the ball 50 yards downfield with no lower body below him. That's very unique. Mm-hmm. I think any team that passes on him, it would be insane. This isn't Bryce Young, who is five foot 10. It's Caleb Williams. It's one of the strongest arms we've seen in college in a long time. I, honestly, I think that if, if you're this talented, all that talent, uh, all that personality stuff is kind of, it's, it usually ends up being deceiving. Anything we hear about character in the draft is more often wrong than right. So I, I don't think there's, in my mind, this Drake May or Bo Nix over Caleb Williams stuff is lunacy. Andrew Bogish is here with headlines. Good morning, Bogues. Good morning, everybody. Those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. At one point last night, Josh Dobbs, had thrown more picks, four, than his team had points. Three, but then this happened. First and ten from the Bears, 17. Clock runs, Dobbs, shotgun, short drop. Looks right, sees nothing. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown! T.J. Hawkinson! But then this happened. 30-yard field goal for the lead. 
Clock is ticking at 13. Good snap, ball put down, kick is up, the kick is perfect. The kick is perfect, and the Bears have gone up 12 to 10 with 10 seconds to go. And that mercifully was the final in Minneapolis. Super Bowl? Uh, <laughs> that, that touchdown call was really, really big. Also, the field goal was a little overblown. It wasn't Jake Elliott hitting a 59-yarder in the so rain. The, it was a 30-yard field goal. Bears win last night, 12-10. The highlights from Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. Kevin Harlan on Westwood 1. The Eagles had nothing to do with that game. <laughs> Dobbs nearly stealing the win after those four picks. But those four picks mean eight giveaways in four games as a Viking. Turnovers you know, um, really control the game. And so it starts with me and taking care of the football with my decision-making. Head coach. Don't need to be a rocket scientist for that one. Mm, Head coach Kevin O'Connell said they'll spend their bye week evaluating the QB spot with Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall now healthy behind Dobbs. As for the Bears, this is the first NFC North win for Matt Eberflus. It also ends a six-game losing streak against Minnesota Justin Fields moved the offense just enough for four field goals. Bills defensive end Shaq Lawson has apologized for an incident with an Eagles fan Sunday afternoon. Video shared on social media seems to show Lawson shoving the fan, whom Lawson says had been making life-threatening remarks since pregame. They asked security to remove the person, and they did not. The Dolphins are signing Jason. Wait, hold on one sec. Life-threatening. <laughs> That's the term he used. Yeah. Okay, I watched the video a hundred times, Sapruder style. Why didn't the security guard do anything in the moment? Right. You, I know, I'm sure these people uh, don't get paid a lot. I'm sure it probably is tough to watch a big, huge football player and a drunk, likely drunk fan, who knows, or oh, whatever, yeah. a wild fan. I don't want to uh, slander anybody, but somebody, I think he has a drink in his hand during the video. Anyway. I mean, it's Philly. He might be a priest. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It could I don't be. Think, it's I actually the head of an orphanage. Yeah, I have no principal idea. I don't think you're out of bounds to call that Eagles fan drunk. I think that's assumed. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to get into a situation. But anyway. I know the security guard, that's tough, but that's also your job to get in there and break these two sides up. Am I am I crazy? Oh, I don't know. That's a big guy to break up if you're a security guard. Well, what are you guard. standing there for? There's also, like, team security, and this had been going on the entire game. So, like, somebody that works for the Bills could go find a more important stadium security person and be like, we need to get this dude away from my sideline because he's causing a problem. Like, this, this is, it wasn't just... The thing we've seen on video. Yeah. We're going to do the entire right. game. Well, also, what's the threshold to kick somebody out of a game? I right. know in Philadelphia, <laughs> it's basically manslaughter one. <laughs> well, does, does it, it's yelling at a fan, we're going to kill you. Does, I think it's a gray area. What's a death threat? Right. I mean, you got to say, I know you live at one, two, three yeah. Mulberry. Like, you need to be very specific if you're yelling life threatening remarks at a, at a player. I'm not even being funny. Like, we, it's, it's a lot of gray area. Like, do we really know what he was saying? Yeah. It could have been really serious or it could have been nor- more normal yeah. fan yelling. Or, well, like, I know where Maria lives. Like, right. you get, like, you really family member. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. second yeah. you name a family member, then all bets are off. I agree. Right. Okay. But the other thing, too, is, you know, I'm assuming Shaq Lawson, right, went to Clemson. He played in huge games in front of raucous crowds and rabid college football fans. He knows the difference between just somebody who's trash-talking and being rabid versus crossing the line. Well, it was, no? the, it was the ACC, not the SEC. So I don't know <laughs> if those NC State fans are bringing it like the Eagles fans. And I'll be, I'll, I'll be real, too. I mean, 
does he really like that? Di- he walked a long distance from the yeah. bench. Watch this video now from yeah. the bench to a lot of guys did. Right, yeah. a caravan. And, and, I mean, was it able to? Were you able to even discernibly listen, hear what these guys were saying? I mean, I'm not saying that. It, it definitely wasn't the case, but like to say that he was making threatened, life-threatening remarks, I would say, okay, like what were they? Because you're in a loud stadium; it was a big game. Let's be honest, Bills' the, offense had that crowd pretty quiet for most of the day. Well, yeah, but Up I mean, like, but like typically, you know, the Bills are on offense. That means that the the right. Philly crowd's actually gonna be its loudest. It's not like you're an offensive player and you're hearing you know, right. the Eagles at work. So I, I would like to know if they went up to him and then he said something like. I, I want to know the, like, the details of like the timeline of when these life-threatening remarks were made. I'm not saying they didn't happen because it's Philly. It probably did happen. <laughs> I'm just wondering, how do you hear that from what looked like had to be 30 yards away? I know. I think, I think the players do hear it. I was listening to my favorite podcast, the St. Browns. Amon Ross St. Brown, coolest player in the NFL, and his brother Equinemius. He said that there's, a there's a guy that goes with the Lions that all the opposing teams know really well who talks trash, yeah. and they talk trash back to him. So I think they are hearing the fans. Remember Jalen Ramsey climbed into the crowd? Yeah. Was that last year or two years ago? Marcus was, Peters did it. Oh, it was Marcus yeah. Peters. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> confused my Hall of Fame cornerbacks. Yeah, I, I think it happens fr- a lot. I've never sat in the front row of a football game. Uh, I think I have for college, never pro. Yeah, I've never had the pleasure. But I do think you can hear him. And that being said, Shaq Lawson, I agree with EJ. Shaq Lawson's going way out of his way to to confront this guy. Is yeah. that necessary? And he wasn't even the first guy there. He was going with yeah. somebody jo- else. Yeah, Jordan Phillips Jordan was the Phillips. guy who, who actually <laughs> made the initial contact. But uh, it, then, I, I could say Eagles fans <laughs> probably want that reaction too because they want to get the playing into their hand. Yeah. Uh, cousin Eddie in the chat said it was Bradley Cooper's brother. No, of course it wouldn't be because <laughs> no one in Bradley Cooper's family is sitting out in the rain like that because also, they're I don't know fair Bradley, weather. Bradley has any family with you know dreads. <laughs> Black dude with dreads. I don't know if uh, unless that's a yeah. step sibling or yeah. something. Well, the Eagles fans are so proud of that meme that's going around of an eight year old kid who goes to shake a hand of a Bills fan and gives him the finger. It is it, it is, is like right behind. Moment. It's right behind. Rocky is the greatest thing that ever happened in Philadelphia. They're so proud of that. This is like better than when Eli Manning admitted that a, yeah. fi- a young Eagles fan gave him the double bird. Oh, yeah. This is, you guys are so proud of this. But it's a, it is a thing at the game to get young kids to do obscene gestures. It's a long That's tradition. Thing? Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've seen it many times. I have a question, though, too. Like, at what point, because, the, the, you know, <laughs> these guys play for the Bills, and they have a raucous crowd as well that yeah. is also. The Bills moon, been, the Bills fans moon people. Right. Like, gross. Is it a little disingenuous to go crazy about what certain other fans are saying when I have never heard Shaq Lawson or Jordan Phillips or any of these guys say anything about whenever people complain about the Bills fans? What, like, about Bills- throwing those on the field? That bothers you, EJ? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Does that offend yeah, you? That was only for Tom Brady. It was very specifically specific thing <laughs> that Bills fans did to Tom Brady. If you play for a Rockets fan Can I fan say base, that on the air? Nope. <laughs> no, well, you, you oh, you dumped it. Okay. Nobody heard it. Uh, sex toy. <laughs> um, Good morning. If you, play, if you play for a Rockets <laughs> fan base that also crosses the line, I think there's a certain level of... Okay, so fine. So only what? Who's the nicest fan base? Vikings? Chargers fans? Oh, like, they yeah. don't exist. Sorry. <laughs> only the Vikings LA. fans are allowed to talk trash? I got to say, even Buffalo, tra- Philly trash talk is a different level than anything you'll see in Buffalo. I think the people are way nicer in Western New York. Buffalo seems like they're meaner to themselves, like jumping through tables yeah. on yeah. fire. Yeah. Like, are they self-effacing. Actually, yeah. yeah. The only, uh, I'll be honest, the only fan base I've seen that's almost as classless as the Eagles fan base is the Jets fan base, but they're not really yelling at other people. They're just disgusting in the stands, yelling <laughs> at women and stuff. But, uh, I, Jets fans, the Jets and the Eagles, that is a that's a bad crowd, EJ. I know you just like that's a tough crowd to be around. I mean, 
I don't know. Jets I, fans? I've, what never, are you, crazy? I've never heard of opponents talking about Jets fans giving them yeah, problems. These Jets fans are too busy giving other Jets fans. I'm well, just that's saying. a different thing. Right. <laughs> Do you remember the old uh, Jets chant? This is from like a decade ago. This one would not hold up today in the Me Too era. Instead of J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I, I don't know if I can say this. I think I can. Oh. Pete's Pete shaking his head. Oh, now I got to hear you, it. You probably can't, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah you can. Okay. <laughs> I yes. can't say that one. I got dumped right, again. Two. Twice on my own show yes. in one segment. Nice. I'm working blue today. What? <laughs> now he's turning heel. I, I didn't mean, even curse. First, the nonsense of the bet yesterday, and now this, Maggie. What's going on? What happened over Thanksgiving weekend? <laughs> I'm unhinged. Seriously. I like the cursing, Bills fans. <laughs> This is This, this is, is what awesome. happens. Spell a curse word, Pete. Is that allowed? <laughs> this is what happened. No. This is what, <laughs> what She needs to spell it, though. She kind of chanted it. <laughs> she kind of sung it. By the way, I was Where are you singing, Pete? Is that okay? <laughs> Maggie's is getting ready for when she actually ends up wearing all this Eagles gear. Yes, uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm loosening up before the big race. I'm just uh, <laughs> stretching here, <laughs> doing my best Eagles fan impersonation. So I'm getting dumped twice. All right, we got to go because I've been cursing apparently. And you're out of delay too, so let's get out of here before anything else, anything else bad happens. <laughs> no promises. Well, thank you, Pete, for being the safety net. Sorry, Bogus, ruined your headlines. Coming up, uh, we do have one team. Are they for real or are they fool's gold? We're going to tell you next. We can get through a segment without cursing. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. I'm going to clean it up a little bit around here. As we're so PG. I get it. People, Pilates on the dump button. Saving my career. I rated our superstar. <laughs> yeah, I Maggie know. Look Gray. at me. Who's that? Adam. Uh, Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland. Yes, formerly known as Edge. 
and now me. I think this is a big story. Perloff's not convinced. The Denver Broncos have won five in a row and are the hottest team in the NFL. Can we hear from Russell Wilson, please, uh, talking about this turnaround and what's behind it? We've lost some tough games early, but I think that helps you prepare to understand that, hey, it's a long journey. We've got a lot more ahead of us, a lot more football, a lot more great teams ahead of us, so we, we just got to stay focused on us. But I think the, the biggest thing that I think Broncos country is feeling, us as players, organizationally, inside that building, and most importantly inside the locker room, is a relentless belief in each other and a, and a relentless belief in our coaches and who we are and what, you know, where we're going and, and what it takes to win. I think that we're, we're starting to learn what it takes to win. Um, that's a good thing in this building, and, and we need that, and um, we got to stay the course there. Oh, give us a let's ride. You know he wanted to. You know he did. He did give us Broncos country. <laughs> he gave us Broncos country. Just give us the let's ride. I, I think this is a bigger story because – if this team actually does make the playoffs and in the AFC, things are cratering where the Browns, are they going to win another game? We have no idea. Are there Colts for real? Like these are teams that have wild card spots today that I don't think will have wild card spots when push comes to shove. So if somehow the Broncos do get in the playoffs, I think the ramifications here are huge. I, I think this means that, you know, Peyton and, and Russell Wilson will say they can make this work. Yep. I think the Broncos are not looking for a quarterback this offseason if they go to the playoffs. like I think this is a big sliding doors, domino effect type of year where uh, whether or not they make the playoffs or not definitely has a huge impact on the Broncos' well, immediate future. But they can't get rid of Russ anyway. So where's the sliding door? Well, if he plays well, they might try to trade him. They might try to go in a different no, direction or no start again. taking that contract. I know. It's a so, big contract. I don't really think there's a sliding door. It's a. I think there's a mediocre door. They're nine. They're going to be an 8-9 or 9-8 team. How can you say they're the hottest team in the NFL? They've won five straight games. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles have just beaten Dallas, Kansas City, and Buffalo. And who have the Broncos beat? I mean, the Cowboys are actually hotter than them. Everybody's, they've beaten terrible teams. I'm sorry. And I'm going to say this because Buffalo is in that mix, but Buffalo is playing terrible football right now. They beat DTR last week, and they're averaging four and a half yards a play. They are really, really slowing the game down and beating bad teams. I the huge litmus test. I don't even want to talk about them until I see how they play against Houston. Okay, because but, you have to admit there is this feeling we don't know if they're really a good team. Well, that's the thing, right? Because this game going to Houston. Meanwhile, look at Houston last week against Jacksonville, massive game. This is going to be another playoff type atmosphere game for uh, for the Broncos and the Texans. Like this, this has become a massive game for week. What are we? Thirteen. Yeah, I'm just saying to get all this Denver hype. If they win this game, then I'm all in. I'm on board with you. I'm going to ride. But Chargers. Not yet. At Detroit, New England. Chargers again. Vegas. There's wins on this schedule. 855-212-4CBS. Are the Broncos for real? Coming up, what is really motivating one superstar to get back to the field? We'll tell you next. Don't move. Let's rock. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.